everybody and welcome to episode 63 of the Playconomics podcast breaking down the business behind the world of video games providing you with that sweet delicious financial context behind industry trends i'm your host bobby quick and joined with me today is is matt miscarry you know what you don't you don't appreciate the intros you don't so he's matt i'm bobby and we're here and much to the chagrin of our listeners, one in particular who may or may not be a mole inside the IRS. Matt, how's your how's your week going, bud? Oh, it's good. Busy week, but we have a hell of a news episode, and this show gets me through the week every time. And when we have a juicy, tasty, action-packed, meat-filled episode, I'm just so excited it's Thursday. I'm so excited mm. we're filming. I'm so excited Playconomics is not dead. Yes, at the top of the show here, just a little housekeeping if you didn't miss our announcement. Playconomics Plus is not dead, but it is. Playconomics Plus is coming offline for a little bit, much like what they should be doing with uh, Halo Infinite. We're bringing it offline in hopes of bringing it back online as a better product. What that product is is called Playconomics Plus, behind the business. Each month, we're going to pick one company, and we're going to break it down into four parts, four weeks in a month, four episodes. Each episode is going to be examining a different facet of the business, future potential, portfolio breakdown, financials, you know, things like that. Things that you guys have been asking for. First month coming up in November, you know them, you hate them. They're a tyrannical government. Tencent. Tencent. So be on the lookout for that. Scan the QR code in on your screen right now subscribe keep up with all our shows my week went great thanks for asking matt but uh fine you know you were here we went apple picking it was it was a oh, cow yeah, i forgot this is the first yeah, we're not gonna tell anybody about that we're not gonna oh, tell anybody we about that you I, know i have it listed in the uh just a cavalcade of friendship and good memories that were made that completely are just did you get rid of what nope. have we been playing on the show notes? Probably, since you don't care. Okay? No, no, no. We're going back to it, because me and you played something together. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll the game of friendship. The yeah, we'll get We will that get that mini, mini topic here that uh, I wanted to add but forgot to add. Overwatch 2 trailer drop. Full breakdown, dev breakdown, launch trailer. What do you think? Loved it. You did. I loved, I loved it, and what I loved more than that is the patch notes, mm -hmm. because they gave us very, very interesting information about the loot boxes. There won't be any. Well, because there's a battle pass. Apex has a battle pass. Loot boxes. Fortnite <laughs> has because Apex pass, is a bad game. <laughs> it's fine. I think. What are we doing very, here? I think it is very, very, very looking for good faith by removing loot boxes and i'm okay with it by the next time next week on next week's show we will have an overwatch 2 symposium breakdown feeling general well, I'll gist review. i'll have my review okay so be on the lookout for that next week i'm excited 
I mean, I feel like the uh, new characters are not varied enough. They don't hit enough points on the, the wheel thing, but... Uh, I like the healer. Uh, pretty cool. I will be, as always, Soldier, McCree, Genji. Yeah, he sees he's McCree. He'll always be <laughs> McCree to me. Why did they change it again? Did I just did I just align Cosby my... Oh. Yeah, I can't say McCree anymore. There's a few things that I'm willing to, like, overlook... For like non-specific PC. cowboy character. Yeah, the junker, the junker queen, the new tank looks great. Yeah, she looks awesome go. from a it's player basic. perspective. I'm not one of those I like feet with data cartoon dudes. Okay, well, let's get into our first mini topic as we talk about things that are just an absolute travesty to humankind. Skull and Bones is already sinking. It's <laughs> the sky's blue, the grass is green, and uh... <laughs> and Ubisoft's messing up a release. Um, it's reported again that it's gonna, I think it's been delayed so often. Several, this, this game is about 15 years too late. You know when this game should have come out, Matt? After Assassin's Creed. A year after the Pirates Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Uh, reading from the VGC article here, uh, the long-delayed pirate game, which was previously scheduled for release this November, has been pushed back by a further four months yikes you know why i'm cool with that though and even they're saying it's for quality of life and like the game's fully developed and they're just fixing what it looks like and how it plays and they're just like adding to the game itself and making it crisper and cleaner kind of like what they did with halo infinite but it was shit i wouldn't want to release a game in november this year I wouldn't want to release a game in March. Listen, we've been saying this for a while that there is no good point anymore, right? There is no good point. There's better than November. You're competing with Overwatch, Call of Duty, God of War, World of Warcraft, and... Well, nobody's competing with World of Warcraft. You're right, because it's unfuckwittable. However... Dragonflight will sell seven copies on a good day. They're going to have to box that thing in with a Happy Meal. People love when I talk about McDonald's. I'll buy all Love However, when I talk about McDonald's. Jesus Christ, this is... I know I keep saying this is Ubisoft's last, last shot at things, but if delaying your game for this reason is an ultimate ode to the fans of trying to give them the best game possible and trying to make it worth that $70 price tag, and if this doesn't work, I don't see how Ubisoft will ever put out anything relevant ever again. Well, Matt, they've got Splinter Cells being rebooted for a modern audience. Got Assassin's Creed. They've got 152 Assassin's Creeds coming our way. Let, so let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I feel Splinter Cell for a modern audience means from Ubisoft. They're gonna put loot boxes in Splinter Cell. Yeah, it's like a that. live action, uh, live action, uh, live service, live service open world MMO Splinter Cell game. With loot boxes that pay to win. Like, uh, look, I, just I feel mean, like they're so out of touch. It's just look, Ubisoft has been a wounded animal when it in in terms of its fiscal viability for a while now. When I say that, I understand there are people who line up and like wildfire by the Assassin's Creed games every year. Rainbow Six Siege is still a juggernaut. Division, you know, Heartlands coming out. All this is good and well. It's not the Ubisoft it was. 
And truth be told, I think the bright spots in Ubisoft are the exception, not the rule, right? You had Far Cry 3, big pop. Had Assassin's Creed 2, big pop. Couple good splinter cells in there. The rest, fine. Watchdogs, fine. It's a lot of fine when it comes to Ubisoft, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I liked Watchdogs. It was too discount GTA for me. I have several great ideas for a Far Cry game. Ubisoft. You're they, taking like, calls. You're taking there calls. There are two, and they're basically my my uh, my idea. My two ideas for a Far Cry game are my same two ideas for an Assassin's Creed. Uh, why have we not gotten an Old West Far Cry? Come on. That would be cool. That would be cool as that hell. Would cool. That would be cool. Of course it would. Eves, let's make it happen, Chief. Uh, I have nothing to say about Skull and Bones. I don't, like... I cannot imagine the fiscal hole that they're dug into on this to release it. Like, who who is excited about this game? I don't know. Whatever, we'll see. I'm sure it'll sell a copy at least. But, as we transition into our next topic, we want to talk about Netflix for a while. And we, we hate on Netflix on this show a, a little much, specifically when it comes into their gaming hemisphere. But in this article, CNBC... What gaming hemisphere? It's barely a hemisphere. I know, I know, I know. Netflix says it's opening a video game studio in Finland as a streamer tries to boost audience. As the streamer tries to um, boost audience. Basically, it's just saying that they bought something in Finland. Uh, it bought Next Games for, se- for $7.2 million dollars in finland and now they're saying that they're opening a game studio in finland so they purchased one which is a way easier way of saying what i just did um neat cool great facebook gaming or not facebook gaming netflix gaming is such a small microcosm of netflix's subscriber base so much so we're only one percent of their user base which is about 22 or 220 million people right now only one percent of them engage with facebook gaming at a given time still a large number in the grand scheme of things better i would imagine some indie studios out there would love those metrics right now however for a super giant like netflix we want to see better we want to see bigger and honestly the only thing that is giving me some hope in this article is that it is going to be a game with no ads and no in-game transactions, which to me signals a full-priced game, which means they're not going for the mobile game market. They're going for AAA, big-budget, big-market game. Look, here's, here is my, you know broad spectrum take on this netflix is hemorrhaging money as a company they're bleeding subscribers for one reason or another right that's we've seen mm-hmm. them really take a hit right now was that are are there certain reasons that netflix, a company like netflix is taking a hit a lot of people going back to work money's getting tighter we've seen them trying to test out the ad revenue right like the the covid boost that we saw a lot of streamers get was was a product of the time it wasn't a steady trend right yep that being said any business has to start building out extra legs under the table um netflix gaming fine 
no trailer, no hype, no game, no hype. Like, agreed. I'll believe like cool, right? Like we we see a couple other movie studios do this. Like Annapurna has a games um, division as well. I think it's a wise investment. You have a lot of actually very talented teams in that Scandinavian area. Area you've got you know Dice's in Sweden. And then a whole bunch of other places around there as well. Dice is just the first one that comes to mind. Uh, oh, it takes the it takes two company. That dude's Swedish. Nicole stands for him all the time. <laughs> um, cool, great, like great. I, I I think that, and we'll talk about you know business boondoggles later. Like you you can't half measure something like this. Either do it or don't. Yep. Give me the Stranger Things point and click simulator. Give me the. What's like another big show out like a Netflix property? You can get, you can get a decent point and click Squid Game. Squid Game. Oh my god! No, you know what Squid Game would? Netflix. Here's a freebie for you, pal. <laughs> Matt, have you ever played Jackbox Party Games? Yes. Squid Here. Game Jackbox Party Games. Netflix yeah. branded, wall to wall. Yep. Uh, the Crown. Remember. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, the, right the, the Queen's Gambit chess. That's what the the Crown do. match three. Yeah, there are kids out there playing chess. Be like, oh my god, they made a game after the movie. No way, <laughs> no way. Um, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I said it back in. I forget when I did the episode, but I said Netflix should buy Quantic Dream. You did. I did or Telltale. Man, was definitely on there. Wouldn't that have been perfect? I digress. Cool. I've got nothing more because I'm looking through the article here. They didn't say how much you know this cost them or how much money they flushed down this finish. Seven point two million. Million? Yeah. That's nothing for Netflix. This is absolutely nothing. So cool, great. Let's see what happens with it. Um, What else we got? The only thing I wanted to put in on this is when is the thing that'll excite me about Netflix and video games is when they start leveraging VR. Because right now we are on the verge of Sony figuring out VR and it being the coolest thing ever. Because if you get a really good high quality VR game that doesn't play like a current VR game and everyone knows what I'm talking about. They're they're. I can't wait for PSVR too. I've said this many times. If if the funds line up the way I would like them to be, I'm a day one PSVR tour. Yeah, I, I still think it's not quite there yet. VR isn't quite there yet to get me into it. But once we also it don't is, have a PS5, so yeah. But I would get one if it was good quality VR. I no, you get, wouldn't. I would. No, you wouldn't. However, Netflix should be going into this to keep it from eventually just falling into Sony's lap and being like, yeah, we're the VR guys. The technology is eventually going to be there where the VR experience is going to be the ideal way to play video games. Here is my pushback on that because VR is a two-pronged attack. It's a hardware and a software. So are you saying that Netflix should get in from a software perspective, developing things for other VR platforms, or should Netflix come out with a VR hardware themselves? If I was Netflix, both of those things would be key. No shot. However, no shot. No shot. I think they're only going to use the software. I I think software. Yes, I do. I I would be 
shocked beyond words if we ever saw a piece of Netflix hardware. No, 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 I'm not. Netflix has has completely transitioned away from any sort of brick and mortar. I don't even. Can you still order DVDs off of Netflix? I don't think so. No. So. Yes, I get what you're saying. I do think it's just maybe not. Yeah, maybe you're correct. Not a Netflix headset, but Netflix gaming making. Yeah, I buy that. Video games. I buy that specifically VR because their titles are either point and click Telltale titles. Or they are VR titles where you experience the TV show that you were watching. But I digress. We got a small little third topic for you just to keep you guys updated on the news because this is a huge deal in the gaming industry right now. Is the police have confirmed that GTA 6 hacker... They caught him! Not only did they catch him, he is involved in the hacking of Microsoft uber rockstar and nvidia and is part of a larger uh i don't know if you would call them a terrorist group but they are a he also blew up the gas prom pipeline is that what we're gonna hear no no no. but they've been hacking very big target places and they're a large network of hackers and he's just a piece of it so they're expecting more arrests can we can we can we tell the crooks of this story how old is this kid 17 can't even name him 17 years old embarrassing these people a 17 year old let me tell you something can i can i make a prediction hit me number one this kid is never gonna see the inside of nor a jail cell nor a juvie cell it's currently in prison like yeah yeah yeah. that that's gonna that's gonna last for about seven seconds he's from britain right No, no no he violated his bail like privileges so he is now in juve like in juvie for until his court case amazing amazing let me tell you something if i am microsoft uber i'll pay this kid's bail and say guess what now you work for me yeah now you work for me point out all the plot holes furthermore you think a, a country like Britain, which has a respectable intelligence apparatus, isn't going to have like a, a recruiter out there yeah. and be like, oh, we've got how many years of realistic, you know, working time out of this kid? Th- this kid's going to be running ops. Basic six you months. Have, you have guaranteed. as much work potential out of this kid as anyone ever. Yep. He's not even 18 yet. And lucky if I was 17 and dangled this in front of, they were like, you're going to go to prison for the rest of your life. Or, or you work for us and you catch me if you can, this kid. And if you exactly, you catch yeah. me if you can. But yeah. I said it, I called it last week, two weeks ago. I said, it's they will hunt this yeah. person relentlessly until they yeah. find them. Yeah. And they did. And they found it very, very quick course of there is you cannot hide anymore yeah a piece of his uh like he was originally arrested for the microsoft and the uber one and part of his bail was that he could not use a computer and then he hacked nvidia and who 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 watches that (laughs) who they they, they put his mom in charge like no they probably put an ip bandage on his house so everybody in his house can't use the internet? Bro, all of a sudden your sister's pissed, isn't she? <laughs> I guess. 
<laughs> anyway, FaceTime with your boyfriend because your brother's a criminal. <laughs> I guess I don't know, man. Like, cool. They found him. He's a kid. Impressive, I guess is is the word. Caused a lot of people a lot of money. So, but a hundred percent. If 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 any government was half as smart as they think they are, they would they would have this kid running ops. But, they they would know what Putin had for lunch yesterday yes. if if they had this kid on their payroll. As we discussed, and also video game industry, like that's what you're gonna hack if you're some like revolutionist organization. Video games? Why aren't you hacking Tencent? Why aren't bring Why aren't you bringing them? Why aren't you leaking Tencent games? I mean, because Tencent I, I probably actually has assassins. I wouldn't hack it. Unironically, un- yeah, I would not hack Tencent. But as we speak of people that wouldn't hack Tencent, you know who wouldn't hack, hack Tencent? The people that work at E3 because they're excited. The people that work at E3 are excited because the biggest, the biggest video game industry event returns live in 2023. June 13th, June 16th, Playconomics might be there. We might be there. Let us know in the comments. You want to see Playconomics at E3? We'll try to get a booth. However, that's pretty much if the only you, thing. I don't need a booth. I need a camera, a mic, and Hideo Kojima's location. Because I have an interview planned. Yeah. Billy on the street, Hideo Kojima. Hideo! It's me, Bobby! We're What's going, going on, bud? Very small news topic. We're just glad to see it's back. You know, everyone that's a long-time, short-time I'm... fan of this channel knows that I love convention shit like this. And I'm happy to be there. I'm happy to see it back. And I can't wait to go. Can I be a curmudgeon for this for a second? What? What do you E3 want? lives and dies by the, by the names attached to it. E3 Obviously. on its own means nothing. So guess what? E3 coming back? Great. You've got a separate hall and separate dates for press and uh, patrons, civilians, peoples. Cool. What the hell does E3 matter if Sony, Microsoft, and, and Nintendo are like, you know, we've been doing the virtual thing ourselves, and uh, we don't feel like paying your booth fees, so... I'm telling you, the way to get E3 back is to loop it in with eSports. No shot. You, it's... you need to. You need to put some type of event there that gets people there. E3 is the event. You've been, and you've been, you've been, it's, you've been it's banging this drum forever. No, E3 is the event. And yes, it's the house. It's the party with the cool people. But the cool people aren't the esports. The cool people are the announcements, and those announcements were from Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Yes, and I hope they get them as well. However, if why? They want- what is why? It, I'm Sony. Why? You're E3, I'm Sony. Because there's a cross market exposure. Because to who? The, the people that are going there for the Nintendo and the Xbox ones. If I'm, like, as an Xbox player, if I did not have this podcast, I would not watch the Sony State of Play because I don't care. If I'm at an event and I go to get a hot dog and my event's not for another 40 minutes. You're paying $14 for it. Bro, it's delicious. I don't want to hear about it. If If Xbox is not there and they're not currently or they're not currently speaking about anything that I want to hear... I might peek into the PlayStation one. The cross cont- like the cross exposure is very very worth it. And that that's the only reason they would have ever wanted to do it in the first place. Why not just have a Sony 
state of play in a venue. I don't like it, but I'll allow it. But that that's really all we have to say about this. We've talked about it a lot. The old, I take it back. I have one last comment. Why on earth has Jeff Bezos not done an E3 type thing? And you're going to say because there's no money in it because the big games aren't going to do it because they have their own thing. But I saw him on Thursday Night Football in the booth with, I forget who it was. It's not. Goodell. Oh, Roger Goodell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was having a grand old time there. His ego would love to run an E3. Bezos will never buy E3. No, no, he's not going to buy it. I'm going to say there's going to be like a, I guess they have TwitchCon, right? Basically the same principle. Another failing product, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I would love to see it. And I'm so hyped that E3 is back. And if you don't go, I'm going to go and I'm just going to hand out business cards again. It's, it, again, I'm happy to eat my hat on this. You want to go to L.A. in June? I've been to E3. I've run that gauntlet. Neat. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. Like, I don't. That's fair. E3 is going to live and die. But look, if you start to get everybody realizing that they're not that guy, and consolidating the conferences, great. But the minute you have Sony going, actually, we're just going to go a week earlier or a week later. I don't know. I, I think, You're done. I think not only is there value in the cross, there's, there's instinct and distinct value in live connection with people. And being there live. And I think that that plus people like a Sony So fan, what is the live connection if the products you're going there for aren't there? Because at this point, you're going to have this, the booths, right? So you have maybe a Capcom booth. Maybe, yeah, you have an eSport tourney in the middle. Cool, great. But if the big three aren't there, how many people are going to line up to play Assassin's Creed? Because, well, well guess what? You don't even have Bethesda there. So you're going to have I'm Square Enix, even, Capcom, take, like... I'm not even saying the, like, interaction with the physical games. I'm saying the interaction with the announcements. It's so different to watch something on your computer alone in your office. Correct. But if audience. the announcements aren't there... Yes, I What's they the will point? Be. They will No be. shot. I have the not... Will, will be there. If I'm Sony... No, okay... I'll even I'll even steal man you here from a complete Microsoft Excel thing. I'm Microsoft. I'm in the lead. I don't need to cross contaminate, right? If I'm Sony, in fact, I don't want to fucking I don't want to be at an event because I actually can't fulfill any orders right now. So if I have a couple Xbox people come over, those are almost burned leads automatically because the minute somebody gets excited about Wolverine, also Hugh Jackman's back at Wolverine. Yes. we're living in the best timeline and then they try to buy a playstation and they can't burned burned you lost them i guess you lost like i see what you're saying however what is microsoft's what is microsoft's leg for e3 because if sony's not but if sony's not there there sony people probably won't go nintendo it's it's literally anyone else it's anyone that does not play xbox and own an xbox anyone there that doesn't have that 
that goes and finds out anything about Xbox that might make them want to play, it's worth it. That's why we see in all like in all industries they have conventions like this. And there's competitors. But the, 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 here's the thing. Gaming and movies, I would say, I would say 80% of most trade conventions are industry, which at E3 used to be. The difference now is that it's open to the public. So if you want to have a job, I can make the case for E3 going back to just being industry more than I can make the case for it to be open to the public. Because if you just put it as industry, guess what? And you start inviting the mouthpiece people, the other, the YouTubers, the IGNs, all these people, well, great. I think even the legacy media would scream to have it be just industry because then they become the information gatekeepers again. They're the ones running the interviews. They're the ones doing all this. I get what you're saying. I, there's no reason to spend too much more time on this. I, th- I think this is a – the genie is out of the bottle. Everybody realized that they can have their own spotlight and it doesn't need to be in the week. And even if it's less, Sony could have a state of play every single month. There could be a Nintendo Direct every single month. If, if they wanted to, they could. And the minute everyone realized that, oh, shit, we don't have to make all our big announcements in that one week and we can control our own press cycle, worth it. it right, it's... Um, this is all fine and dandy until one of them goes and murders E3. But what? Okay, what is the murders E3 metric? Because if just Microsoft goes, having the best vision in a room full of blind people isn't an accomplishment. If you're because, the only one there, because E3 draws a headline, and when E, the only good things that come out of E3 are Xbox or Sony or Nintendo, everyone's gonna look at E3 again. But hold on, just j- again, I'll flip the shoe here, and then I know we got to move on because it's a big show this today. Let's say Sony goes and Microsoft doesn't, mm-hmm. and Sony is at E three, and Death Stranding two is real. Kojima, Playconomics, we're both in the game. People go nuts. Great, they crushed E three. Yep. And then a day later, Xbox has a virtual showcase. Where they announced Fallout 5 came out yesterday. Actually, we didn't even tell you. We, we shadow dropped it. And uh, Halo Infinite, everything you wanted to fix is now fixed. Gears of War, also good again. And all those uh, products we made investments into, everything you wanted, phenomenal. We did it on our time. Nobody gives two shits about E3 at that point. I, I, 100, I agree with what you're saying. However, I think the extreme difference in announcements plays a huge role into why they wouldn't care about one versus another but we we need to move on we need to move on we'll we'll, we will have this discussion at nauseum every time e3 comes up until one of us is right we'll see what the numbers look like at the end of e3 and how successful it goes and what gets announced there because what if one way or another one of us is going to be right as soon as e3 happens it's either going to have a lot of big announcements from the big players or it's not and if it's not you're right it's not well, worth it. Always right. All right. We'll Fuck see it. what happens. You weren't right about the Activision Blizzard uh, getting purchased by Microsoft, but that's fine. More importantly, Bobby, what have you been playing? So I see what you wrote here in the document, and I'm going <laughs> to head you off the pass. <laughs> we hung out last weekend. We were in the same room. We were playing Smash on that TV. And 
when it counted. I, I've never claimed to be a good Smash player. I like it. It's fun. It's a fun party game. It, it served the purpose exactly what we wanted it to serve. Agreed. We we're hanging out. We had a nice dinner. Let's throw in Smash. And I got my ass beat nine out of ten times. But there was one time where I needed to just dig into my soul. The nut up or shut up was real. Was so real. Because Matt thought he was going to come into my house and pick Sonic. No. <laughs> well, that's just where I draw the line. Do you know, do you know how bad... I need everyone listening to the podcast right now. Do you want to know how hard I played this match to try to beat Bobby as Sonic? Sonic is a trash Smash player unless you're really good at the game. If you're really good, he's good. But, oh, my God, I tried for you guys so hard, and Bobby uh, Bobby walled that dream. I made orphans of Sonic's children. I was, I was ruthless. Yeah. Okay? It was, it was, I don't even remember who I beat. I think it was... Donkey Kong, I want to say. I yeah, think. it was one. It was definitely one of the heavier characters. I don't remember, but oh, I Sounds remember. It was either it was either Donkey Kong or K. Roll. The point is, oh, true, yeah. When America needed me most, I showed up. Yeah, he did not vanish like the Avatar. I didn't. No, he did not. I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. Before we go into what you're playing, because you said Avatar, you know I like it. Last night, Brenner. <sighs> If all three companies go to E3, I'll shave an avatar arrow into my head. <laughs> but all three have to go. It's an all or none. And it doesn't matter what they announce. They can announce literally nothing. If, if, if the three biggest players in the industry consolidate under the E3 umbrella, I will shave an avatar arrow into my head. And Nicole will help me. She's, she's right off camera. She's shaking all her right. head. I'm down. Okay. What have you been playing? I have been playing Celastis, which, again, just video game version of D&D. Not many people care about this. Shout out Yabu. I know he cares. And then uh, the only other thing that I've been playing, I have not been playing Apex Legends. I've been playing Overwatch. One? Yep. It's the same game. Interesting. Like, it, Tell it, me about it, that. Because I haven't, I haven't played Overwatch in two years. So I'm very interested to hear how sweaty that game has become. So... I'm not good at Overwatch because I haven't played in about five years. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm getting my ass handed to me game after game after game because I'm assuming the only people that are still playing Overwatch are really good at Overwatch. Are the sweaty of the sweatiest. Because, like, I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to properly, like, be on the payload or, like, properly defend. Yeah. And, like, I'm running around just trying to do damage, get kills. Pick Ash, thank me later. I do pick Ash. I pick Ash, Farah, and I think that's it. That's really all I've been playing right now. Terrible but pick. No, I love okay. Farah. But Loki, you know, you know who I love more than anyone in Overwatch, but has really fallen off the meta curve, or at least did when I was playing. Who is Bobby Energy in Overwatch? Hold on. I I would say Cole Cassidy. The cowboy. Yeah. Uh, yes, but no. There's other, there's one other one, and I won't make you guess. We're, guessing hasn't been yeah. good for us the last couple days. No, no, it hasn't. Junkrat. Love Junkrat. Love his, love Interesting. his. Interesting. I would have never got that. 
No one's Love playing jump. him. I didn't see any of him. But I, I don't know what I'm doing in the game, but I just wanted to get a feel for it before Overwatch 2 came out so that I wouldn't be absolutely trash. Looks like Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. man. Is Mike yeah. going to get it? Yep, Tell, Mike. Get, get Mike on the line. Mike has, actually, me, Mike, and Jake are all playing after this call. <sighs> it's going to be legendary. Is Overwatch 1 crossplay? Yeah. I don't think so. It is. It 100% is. Yeah, let me know if you're free. But, um, yeah. yeah. It's definitely crossplay, and now it's cross progression. Oh, we're downloading Overwatch. You get me for one game, uh, and then I got if, like shit to do. But yeah, we can definitely play Overwatch have it already. Like, if you don't have it downloaded on your PS5, you cannot play it. You have to pay forty dollars to get it. But I've bought it before. Okay, and as long I they, own they, Overwatch, you might downloaded. not be able to play it. You might not be able to play it. <laughs> Just throwing that out there and they also canceled overwatch one i think it might have been they're like so how are you playing so i'm playing it because i bought the beta because i did not have it downloaded on my xbox so you paid for a free game yes yes don't worry about it however i've been so you bought the overwatch 2 watch point pack yes I did. So you paid forty dollars for a game you you might end up hating. Yep. We're done here. We're fine. I I don't know what to even say to that. So I I'm, I'm so glad up. that I just got you to admit that on fucking camera. <laughs> I I've been playing Overwatch. It has been fun. I'm not good at it. I'm trying to get better. So hold on, because i just assumed you're playing overwatch one is are is this the overwatch two beta that you're like you're basically no, playing no, no, overwatch no. two or you're no, playing, no, overwatch playing overwatch one in overwatch yeah. i'll see you tuesday bud yeah. i'll see, i can't yeah, yeah. i can't wrap my head around this one yeah i'm playing overwatch one i paid for the something else i don't remember but i paid for something and i get additional things when Overwatch 2 does come out. <laughs> they got me. Shut up. <sighs> Shut up. Fuck. However, I've been playing it. It's it's fun. I don't think it'll keep me away from Apex. It's just the biggest issue I have You wait so long in between matches. Yeah, yeah. The the queue the match queuing is gonna be just it's like, fucking it's like seven horrific yep and right now especially is it still where you have you have to pick your role yes yeah but there are game modes where it's you know you can have seven five tanks and five healers i've just been hitting quick play ah i see um but the biggest thing is apparently this has been added to overwatch since i've last played you used to just sit in a queue screen no, they, they added like that stupid practice range with the dummies. So it's practice range, a skirmish, which is just the game, and they fill in the rest whoever's not there with um like AI or deathmatch, which is what I've been playing, and they put you all on a very small map and you just shoot each other and you can switch between characters. See which... the thing the thing with deathmatch is like Overwatch is a very beautiful but very rigid system right because unless you if you're playing it how it's meant to be played it's a great time but the minute you try to 
take one piece out of it. So if like the the whole premise of Overwatch is the synergy of all the characters, right? Yeah. The minute you try to take one character out and make it not that, it breaks. It's broken. It's absolutely broken. But it's okay because it's not actually the game. Like, it's just fun. Because, like, it's really difficult to play Widowmaker on a very tiny map with eight people. But some dude was shredding our lobby the other day until we found him. Well, yeah, because she's got the machine gun and the sniper. Yeah. And the grapple hook. But as soon as we found her and found the spot she was camping us all from, she switched characters because there was no more playing Widowmaker. Roadhog, huh? Yeah. Roadhog is a big one in Deathmatch. It's just fun. It lets you try out new characters, and it's way better than sitting in a loading screen. But that's what I've been playing. Well, Tuesday night. Yep. Tuesday night. Will the servers crash? Yes. I guarantee it. 100%. It's either that or a queue time. But you know what else crashed, Matt? On to our main topics here. Main topic 40, number one. 40 minutes into the show, we just got to main topics. This is a good out. The dream is over. Google Stadia has shut down. And I will actually, I'm not going to read the Polygon article. I'm going to read directly from the email that Google sent me as a Stadia early burly person where's my email here feed 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 email okay feed, 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 email. i don't know if you can see this if you're watching on youtube there's a stadia email it's just from google this is google emailed me directly matt the entire stadia team took their day to email me dear stadia player they don't they didn't even use my name because they know i identify my dna is just stadia player yep. Okay. On September 29th, 2022, we announced that this, that's today when we're filming this, we announced that the Stadia service will shut down on January 18th, 2023. We are getting in touch with important, we are getting in touch with important information on what it means for you as a Stadia player. Number one, availability. Stadia will remain available for gameplay until the service shuts down on January 18th, 2023. During this period, you will have access to your game library, including pro games, if you have an active pro subscription as of September 29th, 2022. Be aware that publisher support for games may vary, and as possible, your gameplay experience may be effective during the shutdown. Refunds. Google is offering a refund to Stadia users for Stadia hardware purchases, Stadia controllers, Stadia Founders Edition, Premiere Edition, or Play and Watch with Google TV package made on the Google Store, and game purchases and add-ons made on the Stadia Store. The refund process will take some time, but we expect to have the majority of the refunds processed by January 18th, 23. We expect to be automatically issued refunds for a substantial portions of transactions as a credit to the form of payment used to make the purchase. For purchases, we are not automatically refund. We will email you details. Transactions and subscriptions fees. All commerce functionality, the ability to buy games, new subscriptions, add-ons, or in-game purchases on Stadia has been disabled. Users who held an active Stadia Pro subscription as of September 29th, 2022 will not be charged for their Pro library. 
And now the final paragraph here, your Stadia account and data. You will be able to export your Stadia data, cool, such as profile information, game stats, social data, save files, and captures from Google Takeout until the Stadia service shuts down on January 18th, after which point your Stadia data will be permanently deleted. There's a little post amble there, but holy shit. Yep. Scorched earth. Scorched Earth, man. Um, so let's attack this point by point here. Nobody on the planet was a bigger wanting Stadia to succeed because Stadia had the potential. It had a shit name, but it had the potential because I've said it many, 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 many times. What you need for a service like this to really take off is infrastructure. And there's really only two. It was Microsoft and Google. We see Microsoft winning here. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Google that they had over Microsoft is they had Google Fiber. It wasn't widespread across the country, but the most important of a streaming gaming service is the internet latency. And if you control the pipe, that makes latency a lot easier. Reason two, I thought Stadia was going to be a banger, and I'm, I'm, nobody's eating their hat more than me today, was the YouTube gaming integration with Stadia, where you could queue in with your favorite streamers, and just the whole, the whole, if I'm uh, stuck on a game in Stadia, I could say, hey, Google, help me. I've just triggered tons of people's nests in their house listening to this. Um, and it would pull up YouTube videos of it. Like, the the idea was so good. It was so good. But the name was bad. The support was bad. The controller sucked. The fan base wasn't there. Um, scorched Earth, man. The fact that they're refunding hardware and software is unheard of. Yep. But is very telling that there was, like, nobody who bought it. Because if, if this thing was selling like wildfire, A, Google wouldn't be shutting it down, and B, wouldn't be doing refunds, right? Clearly a insignificant amount of people committed financially to this where Google's like, all right, show of good faith, just take your money back. Yep. We, we were wiping our ass with it anyway. We're Google. Um, look, there's never been a bigger case for uh, physical ownership of your games ever than this. Because we've seen games get delisted, but you can still access them, and stores get it shut down. But if you grant, no, this is, it's done. You're out. Here's your data. If you want it, if not, sayonara, kid. Yep. I don't know. I, I'm just so sad that it, this didn't work, because it had all of the makings. Yep. Of exactly what everybody was asking not like asking for but this seemed like video game of the future it's completely independent all you need you didn't need an xbox you didn't need a playstation you didn't need a switch you could play whatever and they had i just looked it up because i'm thinking to myself tell me that stadia had like actual video games on there and it wasn't just like a complete dumpster fire from the beginning and you couldn't they had games that people would want to play. The biggest seller I saw was Assassin's Creed, which huge red flag. Because Ubisoft <laughs> yeah, yeah. tried 
Ubisoft exactly. tried to get into everything. But I think this is just a fair warning for all of the major corporations that are trying to get into video games because they think it prints money. Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are very good at what they do, and that's why they're successes. As much as video games, for the most part over the last couple years, have been printing money, it's because these video game companies know exactly what they're doing, and they're very, very, very good at their jobs, because something like Google couldn't handle it. And they couldn't get this right. But Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, year after year, revenue. And it's just fair warning to every company out there that wants to dip their toe into video games and dip their toe into this service and that service and this and this. They're not all bangers. They no, are sir. They're not all bangers. No, sir. I'm I'm sad to see it go, but I do think Game Pass is going to very quickly take the place that Stadia could have held. Game Pass oh, yeah. will be there in a year. At, the, at this at yeah. this point, the writing's on the wall for that one. Yep. Yeah. So that's all I got. What else you got for me, Matt? Exactly, Matt. Exactly. What an exactly. excellent take. Oh man, nothing to see here. Definitely not a different day that we're in recording this pickup on. Definitely not. No different we we you know we th- this is the same episode as the people were just listening to at the end of that stadia conversation <laughs> man yeah, anyway <laughs> what are those rascals in saudi arabia up to these days matt what uh, what number rascals one economic, number one play economics transition of all time what are those <laughs> rascals in saudi arabia doing well piling billions of dollars that's yeah, it's it's a good thing that uh, this news broke definitely not after we stopped recording the episode so we don't have to cut in this clearly shoehorned in pickup for this topic. That's that's for sure. Nobody, nobody misses Playconomics Plus more than we do right now because <laughs> mm-hmm. this would have been a great Playconomics Plus episode before it became Playconomics Plus behind the business. But yeah. what we are talking about today is a huge... M- absolutely massive story that broke probably literally the, like the we second after we stopped recording the first half of the episode you were just listening to this story broke and matt and i were like yep. we have to include this in the monday episode so you're listening to us absolutely. from the past and then like a later version of the past like we're basically like a quentin tarantino movie as a podcast right now you don't know what what time this is absolute crazy but we're gonna go straight to the article real quick and it's an axios article saudi arabia to invest 37 billion dollars in gaming that's a lot that's That's, a ton of a lot of coins yep in the amount of what what do we scale money in? it's half of bethesda uh it's quite quite a few joe rogan's it's a lot yeah. of Joe Rogans and half of and half of a Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I said Bethesda last time. Another it's d- it's d- double and a half of Bethesda, half of an Activision, quite a few Joe Rogans. Yes, but like they, how that's, that's our currency. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they also broke up what they're going to be doing with the money. So just about 
14 or 15 billion, or no, here it is, 13 billion of that is going to be a direct one purchase. And that's the biggest takeaway, I think, here, that Savvy Gaming Group went out and said, hey, 37 bill, we're infusing into the games market across a couple of different sectors, but 13, so, you know, roughly almost half, a third, let's call it, a third of that investment is going to be for the acquisition of one publisher and they were very specific about saying publisher which immediately sounded the submarine alarm bells in my head so we'll get down that rabbit hole but what else is axios telling us they're also telling us that they are going they're going to be spending 18 billion on minority investments and this comes off the back of a lot of other minority or minority investments to name a few real quick off the bat ea 2 billion take two 1 billion activision blizzard king 3 billion capcom a five percent stake excuse me or 30 or 330 million and nexom which is a video game publisher 900 million dollars and those and... are just rapid and most importantly bobby Nintendo, Nintendo. Yes. They took they took a five percent stake in Nintendo. Yep, as well as a one billion in. Did I say the Embracer one? Nothing one says family in- friendly platforming games like having uh, you know the people who murdered Jamal Khashoggi invest yeah. in your company. So, what strikes me about this is the eighteen billion for minority investments after all of these other investments. However. They went from diversifying and spreading their money around to having a little piece of a lot of things to saying, we now want a big piece. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, no, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to read the quote from uh, MBS. Go for it. Yes, I mean, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, who is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, literally said Savvy Games Group, which is like their sovereign wealth detachment that that invests it's kind of like their vc wing is one part of our ambitious strategy aiming to make saudi arabia the ultimate global hub for the games and esports sector by 2030 i got a lot to say about that but like that's a bold claim by a bold man let me tell you something it may be a bold claim but they are 100 percent just in 2022 executing on that claim in January, they bought for $1.5 billion. They bought a combination of ESL, which is a huge esport um, esport company that does their one of the or they are the oldest and have the longest running esports leagues in the world. It was started, I didn't realize uh, English as a second language was an esport, but I like that diversifying. <laughs> yes, and they also bought Face It which is just another esports platform for 1.5 billion between the two of the purchases and then they merge them. So, your favorite esports league is now under the control of the Saudi government. And it's just it just keeps going. And now they're making developer and publisher investments to then further back that. So, making moves. Two main takeaways here. Obviously, the first one is, well, who's it going to be? 
who's the publisher, right? So you actually did a great job here in the document. This is this is probably our most sober Google Doc that we've ever put together. <laughs> Drink it bubbly, bubbly. Um, you wrote down a list of potential buys. Now, I said, and I still think it's EA. Now you wrote down EA's market cap here is thirty-two billion. I'm not going to check you on that. I trust you. Sounds a little high. But you're telling me EA's market cap is $32 billion before we fly off the handle here and I get MBS at my door? I'm going to Google it right now. $32.17 billion. I think it's EA still. I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out. They say in MBS's statement, he says, for Global Hub for games and esports. Now, if you're a sports fan... I guess golf is a sport, if you want to call it that. Um, Saudis recently started their own golf league, the Live Golf Tour, as kind of a uh, competitor to the PGA, right? Because sports is kind of like the great equalizer, like, oh, every, everybody plays sports, right? So I would still have the Olympics in China. Uh who on this list, and you have quite a few publishers on this, has the most sports games, which I think is sports Sports games are the easiest to kind of culturally launder your money behind. Because that's what this is. That's what this is. And my second point that I want to get to is who's worth China or the Saudis. And I'm, it's, it's easily the Saudis. It's a, it's a hunt, like, by a mile, it's the Saudis. Right? And I'll get to why that is. I think it's going to be EA. So, if they could pull the money together, mm-hmm. EA, I agree. And I agree for all the reasons you said with the sports. However, I also think EA has a very, very, very valuable esports property in Apex Legends. And this is in no way, shape, or form fanboyism with esports <sighs> and Apex Legends specifically. However,. It is one of the top 15 esports right now. It's one of the newest. It has an extreme following. It's currently on the come up. And they just bought an esports league. They need a premier esports event to publish and to back and to have their own team invested in. And it's exactly what you're saying in the, the sports being the great equalizer. There is a concept of sports wash, washing where you introduce a some I wouldn't say a like Saudi Arabia is obviously not in a relevant population or a relevant country, but it gets a lot more people looking at them and a lot more people interested when they're a predominant esports entity. Aren't they also hosting World Cup this year? Or am I or am I making that up? Hold on, I can fact check you on that. World Cup twenty twenty two. I could have sworn it was South America, but I could be very wrong. No, it it's uh hold on, before I say what I'm gonna say out loud, don't don't say it. Cause I need to confirm. Uh, hold on, don't don't say it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Pause for a cause. Uh, I just need to see. Is Qatar in Saudi Arabia? Countries border. Or is Qatar there? 
Where? No, it bore. It's like a little vestigial part of Saudi Arabia, kind of, kind of. Qatar is the Rhode Island of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but uh, anyway, it do, it, according to Wikipedia, it is okay. Okay, I, 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 that's what I wanted to say because I know it gets dicey with like what's a UAE the south of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah. you, my point is yes, sports watching. Uh, and it's just it's such a scary thing to see because it's not just the diversification it's the diversification and almost the indoctrination of hey look at us we do your favorite things but also have mass beheadings in the street that's something that happens in Saudi Arabia folks on a daily basis and we saw and to be honest, I think another reason why the EA purchase makes so much sense is because what we saw happen to them with Epic Games and Fortnite. Mm. They weren't allowed to purchase a team to play in the Fortnite nat- or to play in the Fortnite uh, World Tournament, whatever their league is called. And they did. They successfully purchased it. And then Epic had such a huge backlash of them getting involved. They had to cut the partnership. And they were no longer allowed. So, so uh, that's another thread I want to pull on later in this topic. But okay, so if EA is off the table, EA is the one that makes the most sense, but is the f- you know farthest it's a, it's stones. A it's a reach, right? The only other one on this list to me, because the one thing actually you didn't mention that EA has is EA also has Battlefield. True, true. Not. Despite being like a wounded, yeah. bleeding property, it's the closest other modern military shooter to Call of Duty we have. I would yeah, say, right? That that's a fair thing. Agreed. Yeah, right. Obviously, fair. the the gap between first and second place is huge, but I, Battlefield's it's in that second. second. It's still, it's still second, second, right? Apex, Star Wars, because they've got the respawn games, right? EA is what makes the yep. most sense, right? Of these other ones here, there's only two that make sense, and one is so horrifying because I think it's what it's going to be. And I think it's going to be Take-Two if it's not EA. Or Embracer Group. I just I think Embracer Group is t- two small potatoes. Granted, you get a lot of potatoes in that bag, but it's like a big bag with a lot of those little potatoes. And with Take-Two, you get Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I just and give me your take. Give me your take. Why is it take two? It's the most attractive of the bunch. For for zero other reason than Grand Theft Auto, but also two K. It's got two K. It it accomplishes the sports just like we were talking about with EA at half the price tag. So I agree. It's it's still not at that dollar amount. Because the take two is right around eighteen billion right now, market proposing- cap. But listen, but listen, yeah. if if I'm take two and I have the keys to Grand Theft Auto, regardless of what my market cap is, if I see the Saudis running my way with a, you know, half a planet worth of money, I'm gonna name my price at whatever I want because I know they'll pay it. Yes, but if it's if it got announced that it's 13 billion, I don't think it's over that. 
I don't why? think they're going to break the bank. Because why would they announce that it's 13 billion? To get like, people talk to get people like us talking about it. To get people in to get I would say It's like walking into a car dealership and having it printed on your shirt. I'm I want to spend six thousand dollars you've you've just sort of you've sort of made the market at that point where it actually shakes out but you've you've kind of established the the starting bid because nobody's gonna come out under you and be like well 12.5 nobody's gonna do that they'll be like uh i want 13.2 i want 15 right you've made your market at that point so the world that i see what exactly what you're saying happening is the only reason I'm kind of want of want to agree with you, the more that I think about it, is because they didn't just say they're going to spend thirteen billion. Thirty-seven they said they're total. Spend thirteen billion, and then also we also have this other like fourteen other billion, or like twenty-four, twenty-five other billion that we're going to diversify. But that's not for you. So if now we're talking thir- uh, like $34.5 billion or $38 billion, now EA is purchasable. I still don't think – I still don't think 38 is worth it for EA. Like I don't think $38 billion is enough because of how much over market value we saw – Activision Blizzard, it's almost double they're paying for it. Here is my my devil's advocacy for Take-Two. If the Saudis are smart, which they seem to be, they're doing the right play here, which is they're taking half the money and they're diversifying it, and they're taking the other half of the money for a big lump sum purchase. I I look at these companies and I think which one of these is the most wounded gazelle and that's EA and it's not take two you know like Square Enix is doing just fine Epic Games there's no shot it's Epic Games this is that that we don't exist in that world Embracer Group Embracer they can't exactly Embracer Group is a maybe fine I won't like it but it's like you didn't take anything important off the board. If you're going out there and you're making a statement like this, you want something important. Craft on, okay, PUBG, Callisto Protocol, but that kind of nixes the eSport. And he said games, sports games. I, I just feel, I just feel that it's take two. Uh, EA, God. Because <laughs> you, you lose Grand Theft Auto. You lose, look. Disney censors itself. Activision censors itself to release shit in China, right? You're telling me, you're telling me the next Grand Theft Auto game, which has a female protagonist driving cars down the Miami beach where there's going to be characters in uh, bathing suits, that's going to fly? Come on now, stop. I'm, and for that reason is why I don't think it's take two because I don't think the – although – in all fairness, I don't think with any of these purchases, they give a living shit about what the product stands for morally. Because at the oh, same not time, at all. They're, yeah, they're committing all of these 
atrocities towards women and gay people and all of these different things. ESL has a diversity platform where they're pushing for an, a girls only esports organization so that, to compete with the men. And it's this huge diversity push between ESL and Intel, the computer company. And it's funded by Saudi Arabian money that, who don't believe in that in any way, shape, or form. So I don't think they would have an issue with publishing GTA. I just don't see Take Two as the mo or it, Take Two as the most like the target that I'm going after. I agree with you. And we when this initially dropped, I was big on the EA. We but that was the first thing we both said was the EA. It was yeah. the first thing. Yeah, we were like you were saying it because of the sports games, and I was like instantly because of the esports and. Um, Gonna message. I'm gonna message Sam right like, now and see what he says. Let's see. Let's see what Sam's take on it. <laughs> but Sam. it's just. It's a really good – I just – with the $37 billion, why would you put out the amount of money that you're willing to pay besides to get phone calls? Like imagine how many companies do you think saw this and called and were like, work for sale? Or all of a sudden a like quick for sale sign went up. But, Ubisoft – but again, Ubisoft is already getting diddled around by China. It's it's by none of it's yeah. uh, it's none of the low hanging fruit. It's and none of the low hanging fruit. One of the like press releases that came out about the ten cent like infusion of money into Ubisoft is that it was to prevent a purchase. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I don't think ten cents putting that money in just to get it back a few weeks later. So they have some type of clause or some agreement that they will not sell for this foreseeable future so that Tencent can make some money on its investment. I think EA makes the most sense. I just think it's a dollar value stretch. But I, wouldn't, I would not be surprised if tomorrow morning we get an email or we get a rumor. Or we <laughs> I get, get an, I get an email from MBS yeah, himself sorry. being like, heard the episode. <laughs> so sorry yeah, right. to hear so sorry to hear about your suicide tomorrow yeah but i would not be surprised in any way shape or form if tomorrow morning we see a news article and this 37 billions 70 and now they own ea or this 37 million is 65 and now they own ea the 37 billion is basically we're offering enough to buy you what's your real price like how much are you going to sell it to us for because if you could get thirty-seven billion dollars together, pretty sure you can get forty. Pretty sure you can get forty-five. You can make it work. And again, it's who is who is, is the wounded gazelle here? Who is the wounded gazelle? And it's EA. Embracer Group is doing just fine. They could use a purchase. Who who couldn't use an extra thirteen billion dollars? Epic Games. We're good, MBS. Thank you. We'll continue to have our anime girl skins. Thank, we're, they're fine. We drive cars. Square Enix? Uh, Squ Sony's going to buy Square. Sony's yeah. going to buy Square. That's happening. We know it's happening. It's going to happen. Let's. The, the only way it's not like Square Enix gets purchased by anyone else but Sony is if someone disgustingly overpays. And Sony's like, we won't match that. The like only other like the only other people who would buy Square from Sony is Nintendo. 
Nintendo's the only other person to buy Square. Yeah. Think of how many more tri- Project Square Quadrangle. Stop. Sam, ha- Sam ha- be hasn't. Like- <laughs> write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Project Square <laughs> Quadrangle. You're telling me that Nintendo's going to buy Square Enix because they're like, bro, I like your naming scheme. It's solid. Four corners? Bro. Revolutionary. We had Project Triangle strategy. You got Square Enix. What are we doing here? When are we putting Pentagon? When are we putting Hexaquadrilidrin on the map? Trapezoid Simulator? Yeah, Um, they're not doing that. Look, this this is horrifying. I wrote here in our document. I'll skip all my the top part of everything I wrote. Please, thank God. <laughs> but is this worse than Tencent? Yes and no. Right, because I think that's where like the two th- big things here are: who's it going to be, and you know, which super villain is worse to buy your games here? Right. Yeah. Yes. This is worse than Tencent because it's a thousand times more ballsy than anything the CCP has done, right? CCPs, they're a little more covert. They're a little more uh, scapular. Like, they're a little more tactitious with their purchases. Precise. Saudis, they're like, here's our checkbook. That's what we're going to buy. And uh, that's that's what's happening. Okay? Uh... And no, it's not worse because I feel like on a public perception thing, on a markets thing, we're a lot more uh, apt, I feel like, to criticize the Saudis and the Chinese. Granted, it's, it's, it's a uh, only parts of China live how all of Saudi Arabia does, if that makes any sense. I getcha. I also think it's just... It's a different news cycle for Saudi Arabia right now, where it's not a war crime. It's not an atrocity. It's not this or that. It's, it's video games. Like, that headline reads way, like, Saudi Arabian company, Savvy Gaming Group, to purchase $13 billion worth of a video game company is a much tamer headline than women can't go in public in Saudi Arabia. That a man. It's also illegal not to believe in God in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. That is in no way hyperbolic. Yeah. So, so it's it's a different headline, and it's a like if you're gonna try to flip a media narrative, the best way to do it is to throw a couple billy out there and let those take the headlines. Let your winners yeah. ride. When do you think we see this pan out as we close out here? Um, the end of the month. I think by the end of I think before I I think before end of year I think before end of year we we see this pan out I'm saying by November I'm gonna say really yeah in the month of October they make a purchase and final final strong pick here EA or take two EA it's just it fits too well it fits too tech, well. Tech, 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 we need the tiebreakers. Tech Sarah. Nicole, is Saudi Arabia going to buy Take-Two or EA? She's just shaking her head at me. She's very distraught at this. Yes. She's just unable to say anything. But, I mean, just for devil's advocate, because if I'm going to say 
if the 37 billion is just a complete farce and they're willing to put whatever money they want then ea but if we're standing firm at 37 billion i'll say embracer or i'm gonna they say ubisoft bu- bro they could buy embracer group ubisoft and square if we're going by straight market cap well they would have to offer them more like you can't just offer them seven even if they, they even if dollars even if they went just a little bit more like a billion over each they could still yeah stretch the budget a tad but fit it within that overall you know credit limit yeah so i think i think we're gonna get I kind of want to like go out of left field and be like they're gonna buy Square Enix and Ubisoft and they're gonna merge them. It's gonna be Square Soft. Well, like they did with the Square SLFs. is already uh, a conglomerate of Square and Enix. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Matt. We're pausing again. Hold on. Oh, you know it'd be nice. Who makes FIFA? Think? Who makes FIFA? At current, but who is making this current FIFA? Why is this slipping my mind right now? It's EA. And where is the yeah, World yeah, Cup okay, being held? Okay. It's EA. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm telling you it's EA. Again, in our... That, is my, that is my tenuous <laughs> hair of a connection here. Yeah. But aren't they losing FIFA? They are, but I still They're think it's going to be... Buy it back. They're about yeah, I think, to buy I think back. It's yeah, I think it's gonna be yeah. the the only government more corrupt than the Saudis is FIFA. <laughs> Facts. That's the cliff. Imagine, <laughs> imagine FIFA. FIFA buys EA. FIFA's got the one the with the ultimate, assassins out here. Um, yeah, the ultimate power move. But at the end of the day, me and Bobby both think it's EA. If we're going by strict financials of who, if no additional money was added, I think it's gonna be uh, Square Enix. I think Embracer Group's making too many moves on its own, and I think Ubisoft has made it very clear they're not trying to sell. They're trying to hold on by some semblance of their dignity or whatever. They're not selling their company, but I think it has to be Square Enix because Embracer Group just won't. They did too much work. I will not. I will not buy Final Fantasy 16 if the Saudis buy Square Enix. I'm I'm telling you right now. Let me let me tell you something. I'm really really hoping it's not. EA, because I'm going to have a real moral struggle with uh, Apex Legends. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Good luck, Unrelated. In the first half of this episode, we were talking about how I was playing Overwatch. I now refuse to play Overwatch. Really? But Matt, how if we haven't even broke recording time in in this one... I was playing Overwatch while we were recording. I'm over Overwatch. It's back to Apex Legends. Tune in next week for you to find out how much more I love Apex Legends than Overwatch right now, currently. Lovely. And even after it announced, it Overwatch Two, Trash Can Two comes out on October fourth. However, with that in mind, Bobby, tell the people where they could find us. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more of it, make sure you leave us a good review, subscribe on your podcast player of choice, give us five stars, like us on YouTube, follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Basically, wherever you consume your media is where we are. We're going to get on Be Real so you can see Matt at Wawa literally 24 hours a day. Would love to do that. Um, right now. 
And that's that's all I got for you, folks. And if, if listen, if between now and when we publish on Monday, we have two days, two days. We can't do an episode every single day just because and, news breaks. But yeah, we and will I, for you. Exactly. I have, to, I have to go to Costco. I have to go to Costco, man. I can't Hope be like it. I, from Costco. Imagine like from Costco. L- live from the chicken bake order line. <laughs> we thought we're breaking Stu down the, <laughs> the financials. <laughs> Breaking down the financials behind the dollar fifty hot dog combo. Oh my god. But with that being said, happy gaming everyone. See you later. That was great, man. That was beautiful. Beautiful. So